Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of Eclectic Full Contact Theater's splendid satirical saunter down memory lane to those thrilling days of yesteryear, Throwing Shade. Remember, if you love the adventures of the Shade and the Vamp, head over to Patreon at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a subscriber for all sorts of exclusive Shade rewards. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy eclectic full-contact theater's throwing shade. There is a darkness in the minds of men. A darkness in their hearts. A darkness in a room with no lights. And who knows that darkness? The shade knows. By day. I said... By day. Does everybody else hear that ticking? What is that? Should I be worried? Okay, just me, I guess. By day. Theodore Rockwell is a go-getter reporter for the Chicago Gazette Times Herald. But by night, he becomes the shade. Using his uncanny ability to wear dark clothing, he, assisted by his girl Friday, Wednesday morning, and the mysterious female vigilante, the vamp, defends the downtrodden and fights the forces of evil. But can one man defend the innocent from the scourge of Chicago's underbelly? Find out in this week's episode, Fueling Good. And tonight, we have a new sponsor. What a surprise. While Zing Cola is one of the most popular brands of soft drink on the market today, for reasons unknown to the general public, the manufacturers lock themselves in their factory and refuse to ship out any more of the product, yelling about conspiracies and being persecuted. This led to an unfortunate three-day standoff with members of law enforcement. We wish them all a speedy recovery from whatever malady may be afflicting them. In the meantime, we at Throwing Shade are happy to welcome our new sponsor, Zirconium Coal. Also brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater, providing high-quality 1930s radio-style satire since... Who's counting? Let's just all enjoy it before the censors shut us down. Last week on Throwing Shade... Touché. And now, the bone-chilling conclusion to throwing shade, fuel and good. Act 3, Scene 1. Frout with danger. Shade and Vamp talk turkey with a German. While agents Eagle and Flag enjoyed their enforced naps, the Shade and the Vamp conversed with a mysterious stranger. Do not worry, they are alive, merely unconscious. If you would be so kind as to raise your hands, I would prefer not to incapacitate you as well, but will, if I must. Who are you? What do you want? I will ask the questions here. And the one I am most interested in is, where is Professor Edison Tesla? I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was distracted. You are quite striking. Seriously? You're trying to flirt with the woman who's holding us at gunpoint. You can't deny how striking she is. She's already struck twice. Look at Eagle and Flag. Feel free to shoot him. 
While I do abhor puns, I need the tour of your conscious in order to gain the information I need. So, why'd you come back here? Forgot something? Or wanted one last snoop around to see if you'd missed anything? Why would you think that I am responsible for this? Lurking in the shadows is highly suspicious. Must I point out the irony in your statement, or are you capable of assessing it on your own, Shade? She's got you there. Flattery will get you nowhere. What do you want with the professor? My name is Raketa Sprengstoff. I have been sent by an interested party to negotiate with the professor for the sale of his energy formula. <gasps> the Germans? Well, I have been employed by the German government from time to time. The identity of my employer is immaterial. Not if you want our help finding Edison Tesla. We're not going to hand him over to someone who's just going to fit him for a Chicago overcoat. Why would you object to him receiving a piece of local outerwear? It would come in handy considering the weather in this city is rooked. He means a coffin. Does no one in this city understand a figure of speech? I assure you I wish no harm to the professor. Which is more than can be said for some in this room. Now just hold your horses. Horses? What horses? Where would I keep them and why would I bring them with me on this operation such as this? This laboratory is far too confining. He means wait a minute. Exactly. I don't know what you're thinking there, racket, but we're old friends of the professors. I think she was referring to the FBI. The vamp is correct. And my name is Raketa. Rickety? Raketa. Rockhead? Raketa. Raw kitty? Call me Betty. Uh-huh. Why would Flag and Eagle want to hurt the professor? They're with the FBI. They take their orders from a senator who has a keen interest in keeping this formula from getting out. A blether fig gem. Ridiculous name. Do I have to point out the irony in that statement, rocketing springboard? We are wasting time. I must find the professor before anyone else does. You had found a clue, no? A man's name? MacGuffin. Though the vamp was saying... That he's probably Irish. Hmm? With a name like MacGuffin. But... There's no use holding back Shade. She'd figure it out anyway. Best to come clean. You probably want to check out the Irish side of town. I was not aware they were capable of such things. I believe the understanding of chemistry ended with distilling. You learn something new every day. Then that is where I shall go. Do you wish to accompany me? That's bad a... Bad idea! Bad mm. idea. Mm-mm. Apparently a very bad idea. We'll stay here and make sure we point these hired gunsels in the wrong direction. Keep them off your trail. You are shrewd, vampy one. I approve of your plan. The world will owe you thanks when my employer shares Tesla's invention with mankind. Auf Wiedersehen. Gesundheit. You amuse me, shadowy one. What was that all about? I didn't think you were going to tell Eagle MacGuffin was Irish. I wasn't, but I don't trust that spring stuff. She reminded me of an incompetent masseuse. Huh? She rubbed me the wrong way. Typey, 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 typey. Ding! Shh! What's that? If Wednesday were here, you'd definitely be on her list. <laughs> Wise woman. You up for a visit to the library? Well, you know I am a fan of the written word. Why, exactly? I want to confirm a hunch about MacGuffin. 
If I'm right, we'll be going on a hike. Ooh, maybe they'll have the latest D.E. Stevenson book, Miss Bunkle Married. I tell you, the hijinks that female author Miss Bunkle gets up to in her small village are hilarious. <laughs> but I guess that's what happens when you write a novel about your neighbors. I know. I loved the first book, and I can't wait to see what happens. Wait. You read Miss Bunkle? Well, that is... Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. a, a female relative of mine had uh -huh. it lying around, and I skimmed it. <laughs> she seemed to enjoy it, so I thought I might let her know if the library was carrying it. <laughs> you know, for her. Of course. I'm really more a Hemingway man myself. Really? What's your favorite Hemingway novel? You know, the one with the short, choppy sentences about him doing dangerously masculine things that could result in severe bodily injury, all while drinking. Hmm, right. Well, I'd love to continue discussing truly manly reading habits with you, Shade. We have a professor to find, so come on! Okay, but I want an ice cream cone first. Act 3, Scene 2. Full of shh. The Shade and the Vamp encounter irreference. A few minutes later, at the main branch of the Chicago Public Library... Ow! Oh! What happened? Are you hurt? No, just ate the ice cream too fast. You and Hemingway. He's in a pod. I have to say, I never thought I'd see the day I was breaking into a library. Why exactly are we breaking into a library? Because... The library's where you go when you need to find information about something. It's not like we can carry a set of encyclopedias around with us wherever we go. Not unless you got bigger pockets. Don't tempt me. Or smaller encyclopedias. Just think, encyclopedias that could fit in your pocket. All the world's information in the palm of your hand. What would we call it? A pocket encyclopedia? An encyclopocketer! Definitely have a way with words, Shade. As they moved slowly through the stacks, suddenly the lights switched on and they were confronted by... Reach for the sky, you palookas. One wrong move and you'll be sleeping with the fishes. Hold on there, lady. We're the good guys. Right, of course. Two sneaks dressed all in black, tiptoeing around my books in the middle of the night. And I'm gonna believe you're on the up and up. Do you think I was born yesterday? Only in geologic time. I heard that. <clears throat> now give me one good reason not to ventilate you. I'm the vamp, and this is the shade. We're looking the for- The shade and the vamp? Well, why didn't you say so? I'm so sorry I had no idea. It's such a pleasure to meet you. Especially you, young fellow. Um, thank you? <laughs> And you are? Oh, my stars and garters, where are my manners? Esther Prim at your service. I'm the head librarian here. I have to say, I wasn't expecting visitors to the library this late. To be honest, we weren't expecting anyone to still be here. Why aren't you at home? Got no home to go to, dearie. Had all my savings tied up in the stock market when it crashed. Lost everything to those no-good, low-down, snake-in-the-grass, greedy bankers. I swear if I ever get my hands on them, they'll be worm food. 
I'm sorry. Sometimes I do get a bit carried away. Luckily, I was able to keep my job, so I just stay here. Got a comfy enough couch to sleep on in the staff room, and there's a WYCA around the corner, so I got all the comforts of home. Well, not all the comforts, if you know what I'm saying, young fella. I have a sinking feeling I do. But I know you didn't come here to hear me bellyache. What can I do for you two? Anything I can do to help the city's finest crime fighters. And I do mean anything. Good to know. Help. Just ask yourself, what would Hemingway do? I think this is more in F. Scott Fitzgerald's line. <laughs> she is vaguely Zelda-esque. Very vaguely. We're looking for reference books that might shed some light on a clue we found. Well, if it's books you're looking for, you came to the right place. What's the clue? Does the name MacGuffin mean anything to you? You know, I think I know what you need. Follow me. You'll want to stick close, young fella. These stacks can get real dark. Hold tight! <laughs> That's quite a grip you've got. <laughs> Act 3, Scene 3. Fully botched it. Eagle and Flag report in. A few hours later, as the Shade and the Vamp were finishing up their... research, a much chagrined agents Eagle and Flag entered a particular hotel lounge. Sweet Sam Houston! What happened to you two? You look like you went ten rounds with the Chupacabra! Senator... I'm sorry to say that we failed to complete our mission. Uh, someone ransacked the professor's lab. While we were searching, the one responsible knocked us both out with tranquilizer darts. How did someone get the drop on both of you? I believe we were led into a trap by agents of a foreign power. What? Who? They called themselves the Shade and the Vamp. Dress all in black. While we were looking for the lab, they attacked us claiming they thought we were intruders. Claim to be friends of the professor. They took us to the lab, then distracted us while their accomplice knocked us out. When we awoke, they were gone, along with the vital piece of information, the name of professor's partner, MacGuffin. This aggression will not, I say will not, stand. You hunt these two down and get back whatever they took. Nobody does this to blather fig jam. Who do you think this shade and vamp work for? I can't tell for sure, but I did hear the one who called himself the Shade speak Russian. I don't mean to contradict you, sir. Then don't. But I'm pretty sure it was French. No, that was Russian. French, sir. Flag, you're still wet behind the ears. You got taken by the oldest trick in the book, speaking Russian with a French accent. He didn't have an accent, sir. Of course he did. No, sir, no accent. You got taken by the second oldest trick in the book, Flag. Speaking Russian with a French accent that you hide under a seemingly perfect American accent. Enough! I don't care if it's Russia, France, or Oklahoma. I'll show them all. They think that they can stand in the way of blather fig jam. They got another thing coming. I'll show them tariffs for everyone. Senator... While I do usually agree with using economic power punitively against the rest of the world, tariffs are a double-edged sword. 
They only work if we manufacture enough of what we're levying the tariff against. If not... Double-edged sword. I don't know what the two of you are carrying on about. Economics is easy. We got the money, they don't. And there ain't never gonna be a time when the U.S. don't manufacture more of everything than anybody else. And would somebody explain to me what good a sword that ain't double-edged is? <laughs> now quit all this gum flapping and get me that formula! You can count on us, Senator. We're the FBI. We always get our men. I thought that was the Mounties. Are you suggesting that there's something Canada can do better than the U.S.? Uh-uh. My entire nation are you still here? You head shading the vamp off at the pass and get me what I want. I don't care how you do it. The U.S. of A. has declared war on the shade and the vamp, and there's no way America is going to get beat by weirdos in black pajamas. Act 3, Scene 4. Punder and Lightning. German-Irish relations sour. The hotel band hit their last chord at that very moment in a breathtaking example of dramatic timing. Meanwhile, on the south side, Rakeda was communing with the locals. I am looking for MacGuffin. Where is he? Don't know any MacGuffins, Erie. Would you be interested in an O'Leary? I guarantee I'll set your world on fire. Do you know MacGuffin? I must find him. Never heard of him, love. But forget about him and spend time with your man Hanlon here. You'll love how I be Hanlon here. I must find MacGuffin. Now calm yourself, darling. You won't be getting nowhere with violence. Sure, weren't they just having a bit of fun? They are very rude, and I hate puns. I can assure you, sweetheart, there is no more polite, respectful fella than your man Paddy. Excellent. Do you know this MacGuffin man? MacGuffin man? Yeah, this MacGuffin man. Well, I know a MacDuffel man who lives on Drury Lane. Nein, I must find MacGuffin, man. Now just calm down there, dearie. Never let it be said that Paddy left a lady in distress. I don't know this MacGuffin feller that you're talking about, but I'll ask around for you. I appreciate your decorum and your lack of puns. Sure and ain't you a pretty thing when you smile. <laughs> See, no need to turn into a German side dish. What do you mean? You know, a sauerkraut. It was worth it. Disgusted by the witty wordplay employed by the sons of Aaron, Rakeda made her way to the nearest phone booth to report in to her mysterious employer. Operator, I would like to make a call to the Blackstone Hotel. That'll be ten cents, please. Which one is that? That'll be the dime, ma'am. I'm not from here. Which coin is the dime? The little one with the picture of Mercury on it. But that is smaller than the one with the buffalo. And the one with the buffalo says five cents. You make the larger denomination smaller? Well, it's small because it contains one-tenth the amount of silver to the dollar, so... Wait. This coin with the wheat on one side... On the Herichand man and the other is only worth one cent and is still bigger than the dime? 
American money is lock a leak. I can assure you, ma'am, that nobody licks the money here in America. That's not what I... Just drop the diamond to the slot and I'll connect you with the Blackstone Hotel. Connecting you now. Hello, Blackstone Hotel. I'm trying to... You're connected to the Blackstone Hotel, ma'am. Yes, operator, I know. He just said... This is the Blackstone Hotel. How can I help you? I'm trying to... Is there anything else I can assist you with, ma'am? Nine. Nine other things? What are they? In order of importance. No, no. I'm sorry, but we are very busy, and I don't have time to stand around while you dither. Well, I never. Really? You should try it sometime. What? Dithering. I do it most days. Will you please get off the line? Very well. Such rudeness. What can one expect from a European? Your party seems to have hung up. Thank you, operator. I never would have figured that out. Anything else? You have done quite enough. Glad to help. How did we ever lose the war to these people? Act 3, Scene 5. Park it. MacGuffin is discovered, and a bird and banner crash the party. As a traditional Irish band struck up a tune suitable for getting punched by a German spy, the Shade and the Vamp were traipsing through a far less urban area, the pastoral splendor of Northerly Ireland, splendor that was significantly less pastoral in the middle of the night. Oh, oh. Vamp, why exactly are we stumbling around a park in the dark? Is it a lark? You're pleased with yourself about that, aren't you? Yes. Yes, I am. Oh! But I am not pleased with stumbling around in complete blackness. Go! Oh! <laughs> Some denizen of the night you are. I'm a denizen of the shadows. By definition, shadows require light. Oh, quit complaining. We're almost... <sighs> Here we are! Where? Where are we? How do you see anything? Are you part cat? That'd be a great hero name. Woman cat. I'm ignoring that. Look, do you see that plant? You're joking, right? There, a flashlight. Happy now? I am. Though a little confused you didn't use this earlier. On the scrap of paper we found, I saw the professor had written the name MacGuffin within the formula, as if it were an ingredient. This is the MacGuffin plant. Amazing. You know what would also be amazing? Not having to tell me all this because you had let me look in the reference books with you instead of leaving me to the tender mercies of Esther. Oh, she's a little old lady. And she's lonely. How bad could it have been? Let's just say I learned quite a few things. Well, the library is the place to go to get new information. I'm just not sure I was old enough for that class. <laughs> Big baby. It brought back a lot of memories, actually. Of your first girlfriend. My days as an altar boy. Shade. At that time in my life, there was a girl who lived just down the street. Every time she saw me, she'd run up and kiss me. Oh! Oh, how cute! Not really. She had horribly bad breath, and such a horrendous overbite she was able to bite my lip when her mouth was closed. Oh. Yeah. No matter what I said, she'd just run up and kiss me. What did you do? What could I do? I couldn't push or hit her to make her stop, so I just grinned and bore it. 
One of life's lessons. If a woman wants to do something to you, best to just let her get it out of her system. Eventually, she moved on to Tommy Bracknell. He told her to stop twice. She didn't, and he kicked her. He was expelled the next day. Shade? On the plus side, I now have virtually no sense of smell and a bottom lip tough as saddle leather. So, you know, silver lining. No sense of smell is a silver lining. You've never had my mother's cooking. Now, why did I have to stumble through the pitch-black wilderness to look at this MacGuffin plant? Couldn't we go somewhere with better lighting? According to my research, this is the only place the MacGuffin plant grows, so we have to make sure nobody chasing after the formula finds it. Thanks for helping us find the plant. Now back away from it slowly with the hands in the air. Well, that was less than successful. Eagle! Flag! How did you find Find you? It wasn't difficult. Apparently, you both have a number of fans in this city. Fans that are more than happy to talk about citing you. Someone said they'd seen you break into the library. They were most impressed with your dedication to literacy. Reading is fundamental. Not now, Shade. So we broke in. And then were chased out by a very <clears throat> spry old lady with a gun. Trust me, it's worse if she likes you. Aha. But as we were making a strategic retreat, she let slip that you were headed to Northerly Island. So we followed you here. And waited for you to lead us to MacGuffin. So now we'll be taking it for the United States government. The government? Or Senator Fig Jam? What? We know you're working for him. I figure if we give you this plant, it, and the formula, and very likely the professor, will end up in an anonymous warehouse somewhere to protect Fig Jam's oil kickbacks. That is the most ridiculous. You're pretty brainy for a broad. Hey, the vamp is no broad. Thank you. She's a dame, and don't you forget it. Hmm. You really should have quit while you were ahead. Just a shame you figured it out. Now, not only do I have to dig up that bush, (laughs) but I guess I'll be planting two vigilantes. Oh, I hate when villains make puns. It ruins their purity. Eagle, we can't hide this from the American people. Of course we can. Can you imagine what cheap, readily available fuel will do to the economy? To the social structure of this country? Do you want to end up like Europe? Well... Now hand over the MacGuffin. We'll return to throwing shade after this word from our sponsors. Friends... Are you looking for a way to heat your home without breaking the bank? Do you want to keep your tootsies toasty and still hold on to some cabbage? Then turn to Zirconium Coal! That's right, Zirconium Coal is the budget-priced coal alternative. Have you heard fancy Dan types crowing about clean coal? They call it that because it cleans out what little savings you have! Zirconium coal is all-natural coal, straight from the mines, containing all the natural ingredients found deep underground in Mother Nature's own personal cellar. Throw zirconium coal in your furnace and smell the sharp, eye-watering scent of nature filling your home. And since zirconium coal is mined by small children in states without child labor laws, it's far less expensive than other brands of coal. Remember the name, Zirconium Coal, when barely adequate is good enough. And now, a few words from other important personages. Vamp, come quick. What 
is it, Shave? Is someone in danger? There sure is, Vamp. Businesses and theater companies across the country are falling victim to sagging sales and empty seats. We're facing an economic catastrophe worse than the last economic catastrophe. <gasps> oh no! We have to do something! We should take to the streets, find clues, interrogate suspects! Sell advertising! Great! Sell! What? Businesses and theater companies can buy ad space with us, Vamp, on Throwing Shade. They'll reach thousands of discerning, law and order loving... Comedy starved. Comedy starved listeners from coast to coast. I understand they can listen to us on something called a podcast. Yes, that's true. You can hear us wherever these podcasts are broadcast. What does a podcast mean, Shade? I haven't the faintest idea. Maybe throwing peas? <gasps> Maybe that's the world peas I keep hearing everyone striving for. I'm ignoring that. Mm. It sounds like advertising with us could rescue these businesses and theater companies. And save their bottom line. The rates are incredibly affordable. Well, there is a depression. Really? I'm quite happy. Get in touch with Eclectic Full Contact Theater at info at eclectic-theater.com. Say goodnight, Shade. Goodnight, Shade. And now, back to the pulse-pounding conclusion of Throwing Shade, Fueling Good. Act 4, Scene 1. Finally broke it. Germany declares war on the FBI. As the music from Navy Pier's Ferris wheel broke through the night, the Shade took that opportunity to leap into action. There's no way you're getting your hands on this MacGuffin. Daggers of darkness, fly! That was different. What do you think that was? Raccoon? Could have been a squirrel. Hmm. It sounded more like a possum. You're going to have a lot of explaining to do today, ASPCA. Excuse me. Has everyone forgotten I'm holding a gun? Flag, get the MacGuffin while I shoot them. I, for one, would like to get this over with and pick up the money I'm going to retire on. Eagle, I can't. That's not why I joined the FBI. Fine. I'll just shoot you as well. That way I don't have to split the feet. Before Eagle could follow through with his threat, two darts flew out of the night, rendering both men unconscious. <laughs> My retirement. And into the pool of light thrown by the vamp's flashlight stepped the familiar form of Rakeda Springstoff. You may want to rethink your combat procedures. Rachmaninoff, how did you- Find you? It was not difficult. After a fruitless time with the Celts, I picked up the trail of the two FBI agents, and they led me here. And please, call me Bertie. I assume you want the MacGuffin now. It is obvious you are the brains of this duo. So I will not attempt to deceive you. Yeah, I will take the plant, and the scrap of formula. Then I will find the professor and deliver them all to my employer. Who are you working for? That would be telling. Suffice it to say, once he has the technology and the professor to replicate it, he will be exploding onto the world stage. That doesn't sound ominous at all. What are you talking about? It definitely sounds ominous. Oh, oh. Oh, that was sarcasm. Uh-huh. Right. Carry on. How do you put up with him? I'm drawn to his lack of psychopathy. 
Thank you? You should join me. Then you wouldn't have to play second fiddle to an incompetent male. Now hold on just a minute. I am not incompetent. I just haven't dated for a while. I hate puns! Raketa Springstoff turned to fire the dart gun at the shade. At that moment, the vamp turned off the flashlight, plunging them into total darkness. What? In the blackness, a struggle took place between the vamp and the German spy. Using her unique blend of gymnastics, swing dancing, and rugby, The vamp soon knocked the German unconscious with a blow to the head from the flashlight. <laughs> I've got her! I've got her! The vamp turned the flashlight back on and saw the shade on the ground, arms wrapped around a very angry black and white animal. Shade! I've got her! I've got... Ooh, my. So apparently it wasn't a possum. For scene three, laboratory a la mode. It all comes together. As the Ferris wheel played on, the shade and the vamp, after detouring to allow the shade to douse himself in tomato juice, made their way back to Tesla's lab, where they were surprised to find... Well, hello there. You must be the two interlopers who have the professor's formula. If you would hand it over, I'd be ever so grateful. And the whereabouts of the grid professor, I really must insist. Makeda's employer, I presume. Horace Brougham. Brougham Motors, UK. How did you... Find you? Elementary, really. Seriously, I'd like to get to finish that question just once tonight. Didn't anybody ever tell you it was rude to interrupt people? I do apologize, but I simply can't wait for lesser intellects to catch up with me. But if you'd like to answer to your question... Fine. Go ahead. Tell us how you found, found it. Found you? <laughs> Once Raketa failed to check in and tell me she had retrieved the formula, I assumed you had somehow bested her. Duh. Considering the fact she had originally found you here at the professor's laboratory, it was child's play to deduce you would return here in hopes of finding either him or some other clue to his whereabouts. So I made my way over here and awaited your arrival. Simple, really. Well, sure, if you put it like that. But you're not after the formula for automobile fuel. You plan on making weapons. How did you... Figure that out? Ha! Something Ricada said about her employer. That when he got the formula and the professor, that he'd explode onto the world stage. It was very ominous. Mm-hmm. In fairness, I plan on developing both. See, I see no reason why I can't make a profit while the British government cements its place as the mightiest nation on Earth. It will allow us to distance ourselves from the Americans, both militarily and economically. Everyone wins. Well, except America. He might be meaning that it would force America to face its isolationist tendencies and its insistence on embracing ruthlessly market-driven economic and social practices, bringing it more in line with the other developed nations of the world in a spirit of cooperation 
mutual respect and domestically to expand and reinforce the social programs the depression brought about in order to stave off endless cycles of crazy, unregulated economic growth followed by devastating crashes. Actually, I just didn't care about the effect on America in the slightest. Fair enough. Though, I must say, I am quite impressed with that level of reasoning from a member of a group not known for its grasp of logic. You better be referring to masked vigilantes if you don't want to end up with a swift kick right in your bangers and mash! Now, I must insist. The formula, if you please. I have tried to be patient, but even English manners have their limits. We don't know where the professor is, and we don't have the full formula. I do hate to be rude, but I don't believe you. Hold on just one cotton picking minute. Where are my FBI agents? And what's that smell? Whoa! It's like tomato soup in Lubbock. Um, that would be me. Senator Brother Fig Jam? How did you... Find you? Easy as falling off a log. I see what you mean. That's most annoying. Once my two FBI agents didn't report back, I figured something was up, and Brogham here probably had something to do with it. So I tailed him here and waited to see what was going to happen. Once I saw you two weirdos make your way inside, I knew it was time to make my move. I don't like to get directly involved, I ain't above getting my hands dirty if I have to. So hand over that there formula before anybody gets hurt. Too badly. Stay out of this, Senator. Britain will develop this energy and be the greatest power on the planet. I don't think so. I'll be taking that formula and making sure nobody claps eyes on it so the U.S. can keep its position in the world. And you can continue to get rich off oil. It's the American way, sweetheart. Hand it over. At that moment, the shade reached over, grabbed the paper from the vamp, and... You ate it! Exactly. So you can put the guns down. You can't develop this formula without the professor. And we may never see him again. Who are all of you and what are you doing in my lab? Professor! try those shade that was a very dramatic gesture it's all right my doctor's been telling me to get more fiber into my diet shade bam what are you doing here Ooh, and what is that smell it's like sulfur and lunch uh, that, that would, would be him where have you been locked in the bathroom down the hall i went there to wash up after i tested my energy concoction and the lock is very persnickety it's taken me all night to get out. Thank goodness you weren't here when they ransacked your lab. Someone ransacked my lab? Look at it. Oh, yes. <laughs> that was me. Or more specifically, my lawnmower. Huh? Oh, I put the fuel into my lawnmower and started it up. But it was too powerful. The lawnmower flew around the lab like a rocket, destroying everything in its path until it flew up. May I remind everyone I am presently holding a weapon aimed at them. So am I. You're coming with me, Professor. He's coming with me. You ain't getting that formula. 
I am. Or not. Am too. Or not. Am too. Not all. Oh ho! Quiet! No one is getting the formula. The fuel is too unstable. Others would blast off like rockets and explode at the slightest impact. And weapons would detonate far too early to be usable against anyone. As far as energy goes, I'm sticking to zirconium coal. Now there's a good old-fashioned American company providing a quality product. It's true. I heat mine entire lab with zirconium coal. Not only does it keep the place nice and toasty, but the vapors really help my creativity. After a few hours, I'm coming up with all kinds of amazing things. We have a branch in England. It's quite the product. Straight from the mines to your door without anyone removing any of the natural ingredients found in the coal when it's plucked from the ground. That's right. And since them child workers' hands is so much smaller than adults, zirconium coal burns faster so you get warm quicker. And its signature smell lets you know it's working. To be honest, when I walked in and smelled the shade, I thought I had left the heat on. It's enough to bring tears to your eyes. That's the all-natural sulfur. Zirconium coal is priced just right and fulfills all my home energy needs to the absolute bare minimum efficiency. There's no reason for me to attempt better than that, so I shall instead return to my hot food experiments. Wise idea, Professor. So, are you two going to put the guns away? If the professor ain't gonna work on that fuel no more, then I got what I wanted. <laughs> what do you say, Brigham? I know a place to get a highly illegal cocktail. But I want the energy formula! As the Englishman whined, the vamp shoved the shade directly at him. Yoink! What are you doing? Get back! Oh, the stench! It's like my mother's garden in chlorine. It's... I'm, I'm losing strength. Can't... You going to give up? I surrender. Make it stop. Good work, Vamp. Good work, Shade. Thank you. I don't even know why this surprises me anymore. That's using your noggin. Come on, horse. Some illicit hooching dancing girls will lift your spirits. I hate that you're right. I'm sorry all this happened. It's not your fault, Professor. Sometimes self-interest and greed can blind our leaders to the greater good. And to waiting until a discovery is properly tested and vetted. And to the fair dissemination of that discovery with the general public. And to the ethical pricing of that discovery so that it can benefit the greatest amount of people. Luckily, those government officials are the minority. And whenever they step out of line, we'll be there to foil their plans. Or I will be after I wash for about a week. I smell like marinara and methane. I apologize to everyone. Glad you're okay, Professor. Come on, vamp. Oh, finally. Now I can get back to my true calling. Conning the house food market, becoming rich... And taking over the world. <laughs> On second 
but maybe I'll just get some ice cream. Throwing Shade is brought to you by Chicago's premier storefront theater company. EFCT is unique. EFCT is irreverent. EFCT is theater. Here's a sneak listen to next week's thrilling episode, Ghost of a Chance. (laughs) This has been Throwing Shade, brought to you by Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Sponsored by Zirconium Cole. Written by Sarah Siegel and Andrew Pond. Directed by Catherine Siegel. Starring the voice talents of Daniel Houle, Noelle Kleiss, Stephen McClure, Andrew Pond, Sarah Siegel, Monica Saflick, and Therese Young. Our Foley artist is Lori Iyer. Our engineer is us. And I'm your narrator, Noelle Kleiss. Special thanks to Tina Salamone! Tune in next week. Same shade time, same shade station! Hello everyone, I'm Andrew Pond. And I'm Sarah Siegel. You may remember us from such podcasts as the one you were just listening to. We'd like to thank you for joining us and hope you've enjoyed the adventures of Theodore Rockwell and Wednesday Morning. And The Shade and the Vamp. If so, please head over to Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade Patreon page at www.patreon.com EFCT and become a patron. You can support Throwing Shade for as little as a dollar a month. That may be the literal definition of a pittance. Become a patron today and join such luminarious folks as Michael Canari and Mike Drugan. Uh, luminarious? What? It's a word. Anyway... Becoming a patron gets you access to behind-the-scenes videos, episode outtakes, merchandise, and much, much more, including the opportunity to ask us anything. I myself am an open book. More like a picture book. Be glad it's not a pop-up. So, head over to patreon.com EFCT to support Eclectic Full Contact Theater's Throwing Shade. And head over to eclectic-theater.com to find out what else Eclectic Full Contact Theater is up to. And we hope to see you at our upcoming live Throwing Shade performance event, September 8th at 7 p.m. at the Skokie Theater in Skokie, Illinois. You can get your tickets at skokietheater.org. See all of your favorite characters, meet the cast, have a wonderful time live and in person. That's September 8th at 7 p.m. at the Skokie Theater. Check it out, get your tickets, we'll see you there. Say goodnight, Andrew. Goodnight, Andrew. Bye.